Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back. Darren Mitchell here, and you're listening to On This Thursday, the 31st of August, 2023, yet another brand new episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. So great to have you jumping on board. If you are a first-time listener, thank you, first of all, for finding the podcast, and second of all, thank you for pressing play. Maybe it was the title of this particular episode that piqued your interest, and if so, I hope you can stay uh, to the end because uh, what I'm going to talk about today is a little bit controversial and, dare I say, a little bit counterintuitive to how most sales teams think and, dare I say, how the vast majority of sales leaders and organizations think. But bear with me, there is method in my man. So welcome on board. And of course, if you are a returning listener, you probably know the deal. You know that I sometimes go off on different reservations and down different rabbit holes, but it's all geared around how do I create the best possible environment to help as many people as possible become exceptional at what they do, uh, certainly as sales leaders, and then through the process, helping sales teams become exceptional at what they do, driving sustainable, replicable, but also outstanding results. So without further ado, let's get into today's topic. And if you uh, saw the topic of the podcast when you uh, were scrolling through the various podcast uh, availabilities on the platform you're listening to, you would have seen that the title is Take Your Eyes Off The Prize. Now, if you talk to most sales leaders and if you talk to most organizations, any organization that has a sales team, and just about every single organization does have a sales team, I would even go so far as to say that even government organizations have sales teams. They're not probably called sales. They might be called PR, relationship managers, but every single person is in sales. And when it comes to sales, the logical thing is to have sales targets. And when I say sales targets, it could be a goal, it could be a revenue target, it could be an objective, it could be a plan we're trying to execute. Um, But typically, organizations and sales leaders will set big, hairy, audacious goals, huge goals, and always told to keep the eyes on the goal at all times. Now, Many, many sales leaders will have you believe this, many CEOs will have you believe this, and many organizations, therefore, I guess, drink the elixir of, hey, well, first and foremost, we've got to say, uh, big, big, set big, hairy, audacious goals. And of course, there's nothing wrong with that. But then this is great in theory, but what tends to happen when we experience challenges, as we will inevitably do, because success is not a straight line, what happens when we have obstacles, what happens when we experience um, uh, objections? Many, unfortunately, fall away and we lose momentum and in some cases, quote-unquote, we fail. Now, I'm all for setting big, hairy, audacious goals. And when I talk about goal setting, I'm always talking about teams from the perspective of you've got to set goals that are so big that when you set them, you have absolutely no idea how to achieve them. In fact, on one hand, it scares the living bejesus out of you because you've got no idea that it is going to require you to become something completely different than you are today in order to give yourself an opportunity of even getting close to achieving that particular goal. But on the other hand, there has to be a level of excitement there. There has to be a level of sheer wonder that says, well, if I get close to that, what will that mean? What will that mean for me as an individual? What will that mean for my team? What will that mean for the organization? And to some degree, what will that mean for the industry, because there are a lot of organizations out there that are setting the pace 
for an industry and changing entire ecosystems. And do you think they're sitting back, setting really comfortable goals? Absolutely not. But here's what I can also tell you is whilst they set big, hairy, audacious goals, they're also the ones that can take their eyes off the prize and focus on something completely different. Now, this is this is what's going to sound probably contrary to what many believe, uh, and many, you might have actually been the same. You might have experienced the same, and I've got to say, in my sales career, in my sales leadership career, every target that was set, just about every single conversation, every single team meeting, every single one-on-one, it was based around the objective, the target, the goal that we had to have. And it's it was just this relentless focus on, we've got to do this. So that meant that every conversation around, if we're close to the goal, no, we're near the goal, it then became the gap closure strategy. It then placed a huge amount of pressure, both implied, but sometimes explicit pressure on individuals. And many people tie themselves up in knots. And in many cases, many people actually gave up halfway through and sometimes very early on in the year. Why? Because they thought, based on their existing frame of reference, that the goal that was set often for them and not by them was too far out of the realms of possibility that they just started to believe that it was absolutely not possible. And then they started to behave in such a way. But unfortunately, the sales leader and therefore the organization continued to keep that prize in the forefront of every single conversation, which only added extra layers of I guess, disenchantment, disengagement, and uh, woe is me mentality that people just gave up, pretty much gave up. And so whilst this might sound a little bit controversial, and whilst this might sound a little bit counter to what you believe in and what you've been led to believe, there is some logic to my madness. And it's not the achievement of the goal. This, this might sound really obvious, and when you sit down and think about it, it's actually true. It's not actually the achievement of the goal or the attainment of the prize that is the most important thing. It is actually who we become as part of the process. It's the journey rather than the destination. And and you would have heard this time and time and time and time again. There's a guy called Jim Rohn who I followed for many years, and he he passed um, many years ago, but he was a, a fantastic philosopher. And he always used to talk about the fact that success is a journey. Success is not easy but it's actually not about the achievement of the actual prize. So when it comes to achieving the big target, achieving the goal, just think about goals that you've achieved. When you achieved them, how did you actually feel at that moment when you achieved them? And I was listening to a podcast not long ago by Mark Boris, and he was talking about when he sold one of his first businesses, and it was in New York, and he had to walk to a certain um, place within New York to pick up a check because the transaction had gone through. And I think he sold it for something like, and I might get the numbers wrong, but I think it was something like $400 million. So he got a massive check that was delivered to him. And he said all the work that he did to build up to that particular moment, he thought that there was going to be this massive um, feeling of excitement, adrenaline running through the body. There'd be fireworks, there'd be showgirls, there'd be music, there'd be all this fanfare. And he said, when I picked up the check, I thought, hmm, this is not what I thought it was going to be. So we ended up going down back to the hotel where we were staying, went to the concierge and said, where's the nearest place I can get a pizza? So he celebrated a purchase, uh, selling selling of his first business, one of his first businesses with uh, some beers and a pizza. And he said, it wasn't what I thought it was. But upon reflection, where the actual thrill was, it was the person he became through the process. It was the progress he made It was not the destination. And Jim Rohn talks about this all the time. He used to talk about this just about every time 
he would be speaking. It is not the prize that is the most important thing. It is the person you become and therefore the responsibility that comes with achieving a certain level of performance and level of success. So in today's episode, I want to talk about this uh, and give you maybe a, a slightly different view as to what you might be used to. And if you're a sales leader listening to this as well, maybe it's a different take that you can think about implementing. And it may just be the thing that could make the difference between extracting even more potential out of your team, but also giving people a little bit more of autonomy back in terms of let's just focus on the things that we have control over because sometimes the goals we have and the targets that are set we don't have control over those. They're just being they're just being set for us, and we can literally tie ourselves up in knots if we continue to have our eyes focused on that particular prize. And sales is the biggest, I guess, culprit for this because I don't know any sales team that has ever had a sales target year on year go down. It always goes up, and I also don't know many sales teams that will accept willingly the target as it goes up. There's always this trepidation, oh my God, how are we going to achieve that? We've just pulled out everything we possibly could to achieve the number or get closer to the number this year. Now they're expecting us to up upskill and go another 25%. I don't know that it's physically possible or actually feasible. And so we start the year with this negative connotation of, oh my God, this is just a mountain that is far too big for us to scale. So we've got to change our thinking. And in sales, we do know that, hey, targets are not going to go backwards. So that's the first thing. We also know that we have to set big, hairy, audacious goals. We've got to set goals that when we set them are so far beyond our realms of current reality that it scares us, but also excites us at the same time. So we do have to set the big prize. But then what we've got to do is we've got to learn to take our eyes off the prize. Why? Because if we continue to keep our eyes on the prize throughout the year, then many of us will simply tie ourselves up in knots. And that will lead to many different things, one of which may actually be paralysis by analysis because the more we think about things, uh, the less we're actually doing, which is actually making progress towards the achievement of the goal. So you might be sitting there thinking, okay, this is all well and good. Take your eyes off the prize. It sounds great. sounds controversial, whatever the case might be. What is the duck's guts here? What are you actually talking about? Well, what do we do instead? We what, what we do is we focus on the process. We focus on making progress. Now, this is not rocket science, but when you think about it and when you scientifically analyze it, this is where the vast majority of exceptional performers focus their attention, and it's one of the reasons why they are consistently at the top of their game day in and day out, week in and week out, year in and year out. Because as John Maxwell says, success and ultimate success is determined by your daily agenda, and this is the compound effect. It is all about progress over perfection. So what is it that we actually do? There are seven things I want you to start thinking about when it comes to implementing this particular uh, this particular strategy. And just think, it is all about taking your eyes off the prize. So point number one or step number one in this process is, guess what? Set a big goal. Now, sometimes that goal is going to be a target given to you by your organization. Sometimes it's a target given to you by your senior director. Whatever the goal happens to be, here's a little challenge for you. And I did this with a few clients a couple of years ago, and it had some exceptional results. Because when I think about targets now, and God, I wish I had a thought about this when I was actually running sales teams. It's amazing what hindsight can do for you. I, I, set, a, uh, I set a challenge for a number of clients where they had what they thought to be some fairly big goals that were set by their organization. And they were working with me, and I was helping them through 
their sales process, helping them become better at what they did. Um, so doing some coaching and mentoring. And, and we put on the table, what if we thought about the goal that's been set by the organization as being a, a threshold or a limit? In other words, it was a prohibitor or an inhibitor rather than being a something to aspire to. And what I found out was both of these clients had uh, in previous years got really close to their target but hadn't been able to overachieve their target. And when I look back on this and when I analyze my own career and my own sales leadership career and thinking about the people that would get close to their targets, it's funny how maybe it's science, maybe it's psychology, I don't know, but most people would get to their target and they'd either get close to it, underachieve or slightly overachieve, but pretty much between say 5 and 10% of the actual target that was set. So it was almost like a thermostat that was set. And so what I thought, well, let's just try something completely different. And whatever the target happens to be, and the target at the time that they were given was pretty big. Um, and they thought, well, we've never actually gone this far before. So if we actually got close to this target, we'd be actually setting brand new records. And I said, well, actually, let's, let's just look at that and let's free frame it and say, well, that's just a limit. Let's set our own target. So let's take that target the company's going to do and put that to the side and let's set our own. So let's set something that we've never actually thought of before that is so far beyond the realms of current possibility and let's just see what can happen. So the first thing they did is they, they added 50% to that particular target. So the first step is to set a very, very big, hairy and audacious goal. Now, long story short, both of these clients um, smashed their company given target and actually got really close. Guess what? Between 5 and 10% of their uh, target that they'd set, which is the 50% above. So it was an, a fantastic and fascinating study of that. So step one, set a big, hairy, audacious goal. Number two, Break it down. Break it down into bite-sized chunks. Now, I remember a guy called Bob Proctor used to talk about whatever goal you have, break it down to the point where it's in such a small amount of chunks that it makes it sound insignificant or really relatively easy to achieve. So break it down so you're not necessarily looking at something on the top of the mountain that is insurmountable. You're breaking it down into bite-sized chunks, which means it even looks like when you're breaking that down, that is a little bit more manageable. Step number three then, which is a really important step, is to create a game plan that can be executed. Now, if you listen to most, if not all, elite sports coaches right now, they set the big objective at the start of the year or at the start of the game, but they then focus on the game plan and they make sure the game plan is consistent with the bright-sized chunks that they've set, which is then linked to the goal that they want to set. Um, so the game plan is really, really important. And what you need to then is think about is what are the, and I'll talk about this in a second, what are the elements of the game plan you need to start to execute? So that's the first thing. Uh, set an overarching game plan as to how you want to execute against the target. Step number four is you start focusing on the implementation of the game plan. Now, this is all about focusing on action. It is not sitting there navel-gazing because this is the other part when you set a massive goal, sometimes people think of it and say that's absolutely well beyond any realms of current reality and current possibility. So why should I even bother? This is why we take our eyes off the prize and we start to focus on the things that I have control over, which by the way, is the actions I take, the mindset I have, and therefore the attitude I bring to every single focused conversation. So focus on the implementing the game plan is step number four. Step number five is thinking about what are therefore, as part of the game plan, the daily habits. What are the daily rituals? Now, if you want to call this the vital few, if you want to call this 
the 10 commandments, whatever that, whatever works for you. But these are the things you need to think about. What are you looking to do yourself? What do you want your team to do? What sort of phone calls do they need to make? And maybe you'll set numbers in terms of how many phone calls are going to be made. What sort of conversion calls are going to be put in place? How many LinkedIn connections are we going to be making today, given that there's a limit that LinkedIn place upon you? But what are we going to put in place in terms of those daily habits? And what demos are we going to do? So all the things that you know that are the actions that will take us closer, at least make progress towards achieving and executing that game plan. That's step number five. What are the daily habits and the daily rituals? Step number six, this is where the rubber hits the road. Not so much in terms of the action because we're already taking that. This is when we're starting to measure progress. Now we are starting to think about how do I measure progress? How do I now focus my attention, certainly as a sales leader, on ensuring that the team are taking the actions on a daily basis. In other words, they are executing against the daily habits and the daily rituals that they've said, which is the focus on the game plan. They have created the game plan that needs to be executed. They've broken the goal down into bite-sized chunks. So we're now making progress against the daily habits. And as a sales leader, what I'll be doing is making sure that I'm actually providing feedback almost as, as much in real time as I possibly can. And none of the conversations we're having has anything to do with the big, hairy, audacious goal. Now, people know it's already there. But if I'm starting to play, place emphasis and focus on the progress that we're making as a team, but also the progress that people are making as individuals, and then providing feedback and constructive feedback on those, I'm starting to create some daily habits. And we're starting to see those daily rituals become things that people are doing automatically. And a funny thing happens, and I hear this all the time now, that elite sports coaches are talking about the fact that if we do the daily things really well, if we build these really high performance and based on excellence type habits, then the numbers will always take care of themselves. If we put ourselves in a very, very strong position to win the game, then the game, the scoreboard, in many cases will be favorable to us, which is point number seven, that if we do all of these really well, then the prize will be yours. And that's when you put your eye on your prize because you've actually now achieved the outcome. But the thing is, with all of this, it's actually not the prize that's the most important thing. Now, counter what a lot of people tell you and counter to what organizations will tell you in terms of, well, if you don't hit your sales target, you've failed. What we've got to think about is what progress have we been making? Because uh, more and more today, sales is becoming an infinite game. Uh, sales is not becoming a finite game. And I know and we're still going to report quarterly. We're still going to report to the market every six months and every 12 months and all that sort of stuff. But when you think about it, if I can focus on my team and if I can focus on myself adding value every single day, as long as I've got a really robust and executable game plan and I'm focused on what those daily habits are, which have to be grounded in excellence, and if I'm making progress against those, then guess what? I should have every level of confidence that I should be able to achieve or at least get really close to achieving the ultimate prize, which is ultimately what others will look at in terms of the scoreboard. So that is the uh, that is the approach for today. That is the challenge for today. If you're a sales leader that is currently uh, expected to keep your eyes on the prize all the time, it might be um, a challenge for you to, to not do that, but here's the challenge I want to put out there anyway. Take your eye off the prize. You know what the target is. The target's not going to change. So why put any mental energy to it because the target is not going to make any difference to anything if you continue to, uh, let's just say, respectfully navel gaze and not focus on the daily things that you need to do. So think about those seven steps. Think about those seven things. And if you're doing those today, hey, happy days. Good luck to you. Keep doing what that what you're doing. If you haven't done these things, if you haven't necessarily started to think about the daily stuff and you have been focused on the big prize, 
take your eye off it. Take your eye off it and turn your attention to breaking it down into those bite-sized chunks and following those seven steps. And if you do, guess what? You'll probably get a lot closer than you ever thought was possible to that big price. So I trust that message helps. And I trust that message reaches you at the very right time to hear it. So if you'd like some help with any of this, if you're in a position where you would love to work with a mentor, work with a coach and help you fast track your development and become even more exceptional in your discipline as a sales leader, I love the opportunity of having a conversation with you and potentially helping you do just that. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom, have a chat about where you're at, what you're looking to achieve, map out a strategy. And it just may well be I can help you map out the uh, the seven steps to uh, help you and your team become exceptional and ultimately get the grand prize. So I look forward to that conversation and as always look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.